0: Trees of the desert have dried up and memories receded. When I think about that place, the inland, instantly images spring to mind. Images from a print hanging on a wall of the house in London where I lived until I was twelve. There were black cockatoos against a blue sky, a dry waterhole in orange sand. This fragment feeds my imagination as I sit, staring at the ocean, thinking of the interior. I have no idea what is out there, but in my mind I see vast expanses of red dotted with yellow flowers, the sense of death not far behind. In the UK, the houses were closed and they shut my transplanted parents and their English-born family indoors. Low ceilings, small windows shut out the narrow streets. Too cold, the horizon cramped and bitter. There was no reason to look out, out beyond the walls. What will I do when I am days from from the edge? Where the the earth stretches stretches away 360 360 degrees without break, break, a becalmed, immobile ocean. ocean. Lost at sea, lost lost in the land, the dry earth dragging me under without a sigh of resistance. What sort of an imprint? What mark can I leave here? Beulah Camp, out back of Lake Mungo. It has been twenty years since this was a sheep property, but it's so dry their tracks remain, winding purposefully through the mulga. I went walking away from our tent this morning. I wanted to become lost. I took an old car track and then veered off into the flat, featureless scrub. Following a sheep trail I felt a directionality so I strode off again into the trees. Track upon track guided my eyes, and I tried without success to imagine the land, trackless. I'm on on a thread, connected forwards and back. Here's a list of things. A jack for a microphone, a sheet of aspirin, gaffer tape, bread, bread. A, feather, a feather, two sleeping, mats, two sleeping mats. mats, a map with three folds,
1: a map with three folds, sand, sand, a handful of sand, a of sand, a, of sand, of sand, a, a spade, single a single a piece of wire, a broken shell, a piece of wire, a pinch of salt, some dried biscuits. A pinch of salt. A candle. Some
2: dried biscuits. And I flatten of the rocky outcrops underfoot and smash the rocks into sand with the palm of my hand. I think of my husband and blow dust storms to cover his path. I roll language, words like tumbleweeds and hurry them away to the distant horizon where my husband will struggle with them as he does battle with the elements.
0: We're driving in shifts. We're careering through towns. Yes. Hey. Quick lunch at Narandra. On the banks of the Murrumbidgee. There's no odometer in the car. We're guessing distances. The tracks are there, but we don't know how far we've gone. Distance is multiplied three, four times. Sometimes we get confused. We've forgotten how far we've traveled, how long, how fast. We're following the footprints of the explorers. We're going west and north. It is Sturt and his men whom we travel beside and who I fancy I can hear in the hum of the telephone wires. Charlotte, his wife, who spent much of her time waiting, carries her story on the nervous sands.
1: Islands float out to sea and there is nothing but red sand and scattered clumps of yellow grasses. The mirage seeps into the land, there are cliffs on the horizon. The harshest rocks cause us most distress, taunting us with a desperate image of masses and masses of water, sheets of it, floating, like everything here, inches from the ground. The rocks gleam. They are shining wet still from ancient floods but not a drop of water can be wrung from them, although the horses lick them.
0: My favourite map is the weather map. It changes each day, but the patterns are always the same, the isobars dancing from west to east. Sometimes a cyclone comes and squeezes the pattern down from the north, but the land stays still, carrying it, bearing it. At the South Salt Lake, the isobars are fans of feathery cloud floating a stately progression through the silver sky, and beneath them the desiccated sleepers of the abandoned Old Gan Railway spear westward and eastward, disappearing in each direction towards the horizon. Sturt wrote a lot about Providence, a word he used as a talisman against the land through which he travelled. Each night he wrote in his journal, and trusted the safety of his team and the events of the days to come, to divine care and direction. Towards the end of his seventeen-month journey, as he retreated home, close to death, he remained determined that somewhere still lay the inland sea, But he stopped mentioning Providence. Its invocation didn't help the PS Providence either. In 1872, after being stranded on the Darling River for months on end, the paddle ship blew up. The crew was drunk after a night in the Kinchiga pub, celebrating the river's rise, and forgot to fill the boiler before setting off. Its rusted shell now rests where it landed, on the muddy banks of the Darling as it winds its way to the Menindee lakes. I experiment with singing a little, and try to hear what else it might reveal.
2: At night, the dry lake bed is mirror moons and moon shadowed. There are splashings and lappings, callings, murmurings. The horses sigh and turn away from the fire, and the men are restless and squabble amongst themselves. He is plotting the route between peaks and islands and rocky promontories on his imagined waters, on which boat never swam, and over which flag never floated. At night, time is fluid here.
0: Vigas Wells, on the leeward side of the Lake Mungo Lunette. The wooden sided wells were dug in the 1930s by the sheep farming owners of Zancy Station to take advantage of a natural soak in the parched ground. A plaque declares that here the Cobb Co coaches valiantly passed over the Lunette, stopping to take precious water from the wells. I imagine my great great grandfather a coach-builder in Parramatta in the 1830s. He might have worked on a coach that travelled over these dunes. But it turns out the still visible ruts that head over the lunette are just tracks between two stations, and my imaginings reluctantly evaporate. Now a swarm of bees suck the last of the moisture from a muddy hole. There are two women sitting alone in their four-wheel drives, not comprehending why it is their husbands have brought them here, to climb with such ecstatic expressions the bizarre dunes of white sands. The women aren't fooled by the veneer of civilization, the broken walls of the dried-out wells. The old tracks through the scrub that are erased as they go up onto he the dunes. promised dune. me a house in the desert. They can hear the desperate bees. He painted a picture of a rustic whose cottage. Whose tells a different tale. By a
2: little waterhole, to which the tiny creatures would flock. Hardenbergia-covered trellis. A kangaroo in the front garden. We would rest there, in the shadow of the dunes. But there were no waterholes, and no shadows. And as the summer came, so my darling child nearly drowned and my cottage dried up and blew away.
0: At Lake Air, we stopped, and wandered off the track, away onto the flats. We were there, reeling on the edge, staring out into the nothingness, losing balance, falling across the crisp salt mud pan, towards a mirage of trees on the horizon. There was a temptation to keep walking. was when I first noticed the hum, like an after echo I thought, like when you look at the sun and then close your eyes and it's there, floating across your retina. This is the same, take away the sound source and there's an echo of all the sounds you've been hearing for years, clamouring and droning. I walk for hours towards the centre of the dry lake bed and turn around to find I am just a few feet from the edge.
2: boat was a fine thing he spent more time with her than he did with me smoothing her wooden curves with a lascivious hand sometimes he loved her so much he could hardly bear to look upon her his eyes cast sideways as he paced around her he carried her with him on a dray made specially. But he left her behind when I dried the country out. A
1: slow ache
2: and obliterated the traces of the inland sea.
1: A stepping pain to bring tears to your eyes. Longing that is with you all day. Wakes you up at night. Longing that fills your dreams and transforms your bedroom into the image of a place. When I was a child I wanted a horse. I wanted a horse so badly I filled imaginary stables with imaginary steeds. Each with a name and a temperament, each needing exercise and feeding and attention. My horse has become a sea. I carry a boat with me everywhere longing with which to saddle her and in which to explore her every shoreline.
0: I lie in the dry creek bed of Matawinji in the dimpled sand. The vertical banks of the creek guide me as I swim along, floating under tree roots and dead tree branches, looking up at the canopy and the grey sky above. near Cordillo Downs, en route to Inaminka, Dark grey clouds weigh heavy and lower the sky. They indicate rain, but none falls. Now there is a strange contrast. Dry air, so dry the dust dances, floats, flies over the plains, drifting over the huge paddocks. But as we crest each dune, The valleys are filled with luminous green, yellow flowers, clumps of hardy little bushes.
2: All around me, water lies. It seeps into the slightest hollows in the flattened landscape, shimmers on the horizon. I want it to get drier, so dry my skin starts to curl at the edges, so dry the grass and bones turn to dust underfoot. But there is water everywhere. Dreamed up by a dozen explorers. Dug up by a handful of settlers. Churned up under cattle hooves. There is a sea here, underground. I will the clouds away. The heat sends shivers up my spine.
0: Up the Silver City Highway goes a trail of sunburnt husbands, each in a four-wheel drive, silver boat on their silver roofs. In each boat, each man is going to the tendrils of the Cooper Creek, now in flood, an inland sea. Each man has a silver bucket in which he hopes to place a dozen slippery silver fishes before turning home, ruddy face aglow, to his hot, fiery wife. Last night, I dreamt I was still in the desert, the bedroom at night is a giant tent. In my dream, I crawled outside and put my ear to the ground.
1: What do you hear?
0: Stones cracking. Wind sucking the sand.